Hey everyone, this is Miss Malini and welcome back to another fabulous episode of The Good Creator Show. Super excited to be unpacking the creator economy and talking to some of my favorite creators. And today we have the absolutely fabulous Vavika Sitlani here. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming. Thank I know you. it's not easy to pack in your day with so many things, <laughs> especially you're going to be a new mom. So congratulations, first of all. Thank you so much for having me. Firstly, this is amazing. And uh, I'm very excited to be here and I could not think of a better way to spend my day. Oh, you know, and the crazy thing is, and I, I have to tell the story because, you know, I've engaged with you on social media so much. And then one day we went to Masum's event, the Estee Lauder yes. one, um, and we sat next to each other at this fancy dinner table and we just bonded like mofos. Yeah, we did. And it was so great it was magical and yeah. now you know so much more about my life and I now know. it connects right? now it all makes sense yeah. and i love to do these like when i panic i make everyone do the psychoanalysis games yeah. we're like picture a cue picture a ladder and then i was talking to you and then you said that you know wow this all makes so much sense and now after we spoke it completely yeah. makes sense and i think this is one of the things that i'm writing my second book called under the influence and it made yeah. me realize there's so much that we don't know about each other, even though we're all creators in the same pool. Yeah. Because we see, we also see everybody else's perfect versions, you know, yeah. our Instagram version. And, yeah. and I'm really, one, I'm, I'm so impressed with everything you've already accomplished. And two, to put on, a, you know, a brave face, go out to be a new mom, it must be terrifying. Like, I don't even know how you do it every day. And that's why I just wanted you to, you know, come here and chat with me because yeah. you're doing this really interesting leap of being this super talented fashion beauty influencer. Influencer, and now you're going to you're going to kill it as a mom, obviously as well. But I have to ask: Does it feel like oh man, now I have to be a new kind of creator? Okay, so it's difficult. It has been difficult for me. I've shifted more again towards mental health. I've been talking yeah. a lot about that lately, and I've always been open to speaking about taboo topics ever since I started my channel. Yeah. But um, I still stick to beauty. That's like my primary focus and I don't intend on becoming like a mom blogger. Yeah. And you don't have to. Why I should you have, have to? to? No, yeah. I yeah. really think that is my safe space mm -hmm. and that is something for me. You know, whenever I have to escape, when I'm, whenever I'm having a bad time personally, even in my personal life, I'm going through so much right now mm. and I feel like the one thing that's pulling me is content, right? Yeah. The one thing I can spend my time like four or five hours escaping my reality is like filming beauty and then editing it as well. Editing is so therapeutic. People don't realize that. Yes. I love it. Like even the years I used to do all my own Photoshop or everything, I can spend hours doing yes. that. Yes. And a lot of people are like, why don't you just give it Hire to an editor? <laughs> like, no, this is my mind. This is my therapy. It is. Yeah. And, and I think that's just been my escape. And I feel like, you know, that's helped me in a lot of ways. I keep saying makeup has saved me and it seems very funny to a lot of people. But I feel like especially when I got pregnant, I was going through so much. Mm. And content saved me. It saves me every day. I keep going back to it. And I was like, should I give it up? And then I get a pull to creating content. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe that's something that's trying to... No, and I mean, like, that's why I always tell people. I mean, people constantly ask me, you know, uh, when you're going to have a baby, when's the good news? I'm like, the great news is I have a great baby. It's yes. called Miss Malini Entertainment. Yes. How much more do you want from me? I know. Uh, but I would love to know, how did you start your journey? Where did it all begin? So it began eight years ago and I knew I wanted to be a performer of some sorts, okay? Because I love the camera 
and growing up I knew I wanted to do something in front of the camera okay yeah. and so um, I was like okay where should I go and then I did modeling yeah right I did a lot of runway shows I auditioned a lot uh, to sort of bag some advertisement some movie it just never went through yeah. and I got so tired of the rejection Malini like it, it's painful it's rough man it's so how rough. much can you take as much as you steal yourself I find it yeah. like hats off to people who do it day in day out oh it is a tough job waiting mm. outside and seeing 20 more capable people than you and wanting to bag that role and I started feeling very demotivated and yeah. rejected all the time and I started like blaming myself do I not look good enough do mm. I not speak well and I it was tough for me mm. and the fact that you I I stutter I've spoken about this before and I wanted to my entire job was to speak a dialogue clearly yeah right? and I was like I'm gonna mess this up I'm gonna mess this up yeah. but I still wanted to do it because yeah. I'm just like the camera is everything to me and I need to be able to combat this right so having that fear still going in front of the camera in front of 50 people and still getting rejected I'm just like maybe they noticed it maybe I'm not good enough you know okay. so I just let it go for a while and I realized the income was not great. Like, you know, I was not getting like a solid income from modeling. It was a very mm. okay job and I was, it was falling down personally as well. Business was falling apart for dad. Mm. And I was like, how do I earn this money? I need to buck up. And then blogging was taking place at that time. I loved watching YouTube videos. Yeah. It was my favorite go-to thing. I used to watch myself post 12 a.m. sitting with like YouTube videos and just admiring the non-transformation to transformation yeah. and like loving that therapeutic makeup Completely. process right all of us yeah. did and I was like well I don't know anyone in India who's doing this and I was watching all LA creators so then um, I just propped my iPhone on like a stack of books and I was like you know what I'll just do my first video how cool and I did how to get plump lips yeah okay that was my first video and I got good amount of views and people were responding because I was educating people yeah. on how to get fuller lips instead of just glamming up. Correct. And then I realized I loved to teach and educate on how you do certain things. Yeah. And once I started, I just, it was like an adrenaline, it was an addiction. Mm. And I just didn't do it for the money because obviously it wasn't a career back then. Correct, yeah. So I just woke up every day, thought of a concept and just went. And that's what's incredible. <laughs> and I think that's what everyone, you know, a lot of people who are listening are yeah. aspiring creators or even, you know, brands. And, and they're trying to figure out how do you find that niche? How do you kick off if you, nobody knows you, right? Yes. How do you, like, if I were a creator today who wants to get into this, fine, it's like, okay, find a niche, but there's so many versions of that. How do you know it's going to work? I know, that's the thing. I just had such an addiction to makeup. Like, mm. I just realized, look, there are tons of videos out there out on there. YouTube, yeah, but yeah. I kept gravitating towards makeup videos. And I was like, I'm finding this so awesome it gave me like a different sense of calm yeah. and I, I just wanted to learn more about makeup the techniques different makeup artists why do you contour a certain way so I was so intrigued more to like learn that I was like maybe I need to teach this here maybe people don't know about baking they don't know how to contour their face so I think I started um, I, I was learning and then I was teaching mm. and that's how I found my rhythm yeah. and I was like maybe beauty can be my sole niche you know I didn't feel like doing vlogs lifestyle stuff yeah even today like dude I will sit in a studio for hours and create a makeup look and I was like this is my niche and without me even like intentionally doing this for beauty I just became known for beauty 
I think it's because you just love it so much and it yes. comes across. You oh can God, see how much it. you're enjoying it. Yeah. And I think that you also, like you said, it's very instructional. So yeah. it's not like, oh, just look at me look amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can you also do yes. this? And I think that's really key. Eight years, man. That's I a long know. time. I res resonate with that because I started 15 years ago and so much has changed uh. and so much has happened. But I would love to know from you, like, what would you go back and tell people uh, the Malvika of that first video, of all the things you know oh now. Oh my God, I would tell her, dude, this can be a career, Mal. You're gonna kill it, Mal's. We're both Mal's. <laughs> I <way>. know. <laughs> I would yeah. literally tell her, like, you've got this and, you know, you know, you don't get paid for a long time when you start mm. content. And I would just tell her, like, look, this can be a career. Don't stress out so much because that time I only, um, I just needed money and I needed fast because I needed to pay the rent. rent yeah. But then I didn't care so much. I still continued doing YouTube. I didn't yeah. go out and look for another job. I was like, look, give me some time. I promise you I can make this into something. something like I realized yeah. there was something there, something there yeah. and people were responding. And so once that happened and then I got my first call and they're like, we, we can pay you 5,000 for a, I'm like, 5,000 like, for a That's a lot of money. Pop. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. So it's awesome. My gosh, that's absolutely incredible. And you know, the thing that happens a lot of times with content creators as well, right? So now it's been years, okay? Yeah. And we're like, okay, we know our niche. People know who we are. But people always say, you know, when people come and the brand comes and says, make me a piece of viral content. Yes. There's no such thing, you know, like you don't know what's going to go viral. Yeah. So how do you one um, sort of figure out, like, do you have a process to figure yeah. out what is the content that's going to work? So why don't we start with that? Yeah. So um, I've actually figured out a pattern. I feel like a lot of paid collaborations and structured briefs don't work for me. Yeah. They do not work because if one creator puts it and eight creators puts it, because it, it has a timeline, right? Mm. The brand. So now, luckily now I have the luxury of changing the brief. I can mm. tell them I don't want to do this anymore. I will put my spin to it yeah. and make it organic. Nice. And so I have been doing that for the past few years and that still works. But the organic ones work the like best. a charm. They're the best. They're absolutely. the best. Because people can tell, right? Yes. People, but so and what, what happens in the event that, you know, like, and this happened to me so many times, mm. where I've spent so much time and effort on a piece of content that I'm super excited about. Yeah. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then it doesn't perform. Yeah. So yeah. how do you, what do you do with that? How do you feel about that? Yeah. So what we do is um, I try a lot of times and the views can really fluctuate, so honestly, much. right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> And at the end of the month, I always ask my team to give me like a data of like what's working and what's not working. And we sort of sit and analyze and be like, hey, let's not do this anymore. Yeah. Let's sort of focus on the more real stories that I'm talking about. Let's focus more about this, this and this. So I realized that there are some patterns that are just not clicking with my audience. And there are some that just when I, I did it off a whim, I didn't even plan it. I'm like, let me do a story time today. Yeah. And I did that and it just bumped Blew up. up yeah. And I was like, I didn't plan this. I just yeah. sat and I got inspiration yeah. and I did it. Yeah. So I think um, you have to necessarily, you have to look at data. You cannot just wing it. Mm -hmm. um, you have to see what's not working. If it's not working, if it's, your audience is not responding, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Try something new. Uh, keep yeah. experimenting. Um, don't try to copy anybody else. Try to like pick up the same theme, but like make it your own. And then see what's working. I'm sure you're going to click at some point. It's yeah. going to figure itself out. Yeah, I think you also have to put in the time. I think yes. there's no overnight, instant, no. you know, formula. And I think, you know, a lot of the times, even millennials and Gen Z sort of grew up in this, okay, I want to date, I swipe. I want to order food, I click. Yep. I want to ride, I click. But there's no instant job satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And that's the same for creators. Yes. 
And I think that a really important one that I really want to unpack and address with you is this, that nobody's, nobody else should define your narrative, right? Yep. You are still primarily a beauty yes. content creator. The fact that you're choosing to have a baby, that's your personal yes. choice, and that's alongside. But it was something we were talking about before we started rolling, that creators don't get maternity leave. Yeah. So how do, you, how, how do you plan to finish you know, yeah. the process of doing all your work alongside and, you know, people expect to see every step of the way. Yes. So what's your plan? I know, right? <laughs> like, the thing is, I'm an oversharer and people know a lot about my life. <laughs> if some aspect of my life is missing, they're telling me that it's missing. missing. And now I'm like sensing it. Oh, no. Where is this one? What is this? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you there? And I'm just like, wow, like I've been such an oversharer like in my vlogs and I'm primarily on YouTube. Yeah. You see my life fully on YouTube from my kitchen to my coffees to my teas. I show you everything. everything. Mm. I show you my raw side. I cry. I, I have no filter when it comes to sharing my feelings. And I think people have taken that to heart and they are really on my journey. They're, they're like, invested. I'm with you. Yeah. They're in it's like a show. They're invested, but it's only my life. Like, you know, yeah. they're like, tell me what happens next. Did you get that blood test? Did it happen? Did you get so they're following me to the wow. team? So it becomes like a really scary moment when there is a massive event happening in your life and you have to come up publicly. Mm. You have to declare this and then you have to justify it. I'm like, this is tough, man. Yeah. Like, it's not easy being a public figure. Growing, going through broken hearts, going through mental health issues. It's tough, yeah. um, but there's a lot of support as well. Now, the thing is about maternity leave is that um, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I might have the postpartum blues. I might have yeah. all of that. And I'm considering that as well. And I do take it seriously. If I have to cut off, I will cut yeah, off, yeah. you know. Uh, but the thing is that this is also my job. And I need to make rent. I yeah. need to pay the bills. I have to continue working. And so I can't, I don't have paid leaves. I don't have That's a That's the crazy month. thing, right? Because this is such yeah. a new economy. There's no, you know, setup or for this, no. right? We don't have like a union for creatives. <laughs> we don't. Maybe we should make one. We should. Yeah, like, I just, you, unless you don't do a paid collab or you don't do like yeah. a retainer. And, and especially if you don't want to go down the path of becoming a mommy blogger. Yes. Then, yes. you know, can you take your paid, unpaid leave yes. and come back to it? Yeah, it's tough. Mm. It's, drawing that line is like difficult because like I said, you know, when you're an earning member and when you're married and this and that, mm. you got to like, you know, you have to make your life happen for you. Um, and it's just where we're at right now. And I'm just considering the same thing. I'm like, can I take... Can I take that time off? And yeah. I think I will. And I think I'm working towards that. I'm trying to do mu as much as much I can, as can now. now. Bank it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then wait for two months. Give myself some mm. time, some space to breathe. Mm. And then come back. And in the interim, I will be filming a lot of the baby stuff and all. I just enjoy it in yeah, general. Yeah, of course. So I think I will be doing a lot of organic. But that's when it comes down to like making the making the rent right making the bills and I talk about this a lot on my channel because mm. I'm like you know what even though people constantly like assume like my life is a certain way like but you're so rich and you're so privileged <laughs> I'm like girl I work to pay the bills <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not I don't have no daddy paying my bills I don't I yeah. come from a broken family mm. spoken about this as well and you have to do what you have to do to yeah. make it to the end of the month and a lot of our lives also look glorious because we have a lot of perks of the jobs yes. if you see 
creators in a fancy hotel may not necessarily be that we have the big bucks that are shelling out to pay. I mean, people, you know, think that I fly around on some yacht. I'm like, yes, not true at all. Not true. You know, uh, but I totally feel that. So we had put up a post saying that you're coming and your fans were super excited. Mm-hmm. So they had some questions okay. for you. All right. So here we go. Okay. Um, here's a good one. A lot of times in the industry, if a woman is pregnant, people would say, are you going to choose your career or are you going to choose having a baby? And what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this? And what do you say to these people? Oh my God, you know what? I have discovered a whole new strength with this pregnancy and what I'm dealing with on the side. Like it is unreal how we're able to still show up. Yeah. Sometimes I'm surprised at myself. I'm like, how are you still showing up, Maz? Like after everything that you've been through, after all this mental health issues that you're dealing with, the loneliness, the isolation, the like, like, you know, uh, prenatal depression, um, just crying for hours on your sofa, you're still able to put out content. Sometimes I wonder like, do I really need to? But then I told you it's my happy place. Yeah. So I just feel like, dude, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I feel like my career is just about to take off. Like I'm going to be a yes. mom and it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also like intentionally doing that for myself. I'm not going to manifest is not just like think about it and it's going to happen. You got to put in the work. You got to put yeah. in the hours. You have to align your goals. Yeah. And once I have this baby, um, it's going to be my life, but it's not my entire life. It's a part of my life, you know. I I always try and say, like, it's your baby. And this is always controversial. Like, it's your baby, but then also it's independent of you. You know, you gave birth to it. But it doesn't have to be defined you. Yes. But you have this gorgeous, like... beautiful baby <laughs> ma- the, this glow going on your face and your hair is looking great so these are also like the nice yeah. <laughs> hormonal perks from the beauty department which is Absolutely. amazing so please work yeah. and have your baby and do all of it yeah. y- you're not confined to a box just because you're a mother you don't have to be just a mother you can be 10 different roles if you wanted to do that you yeah. know don't let people put you in a box and I think now we're all about defining and breaking down breaking those, those yeah, barriers and we should For our future generations. Yeah. You want to unbox something? Unbox this. Boom. <laughs> so I heard this great line from, a, it was, it's actually in the beginning of a book that says, you know, there are places in a man's heart that do not yet exist and into them enter suffering so that they may have existence. Oof. But I think the same is true for happiness. That there are mm. places in a woman's heart that don't yet exist and into them enters happiness so that yep. they may have existence. Yep. And I wish you only all of that Thank love you. and more. All right. Let's talk a little bit about... Your experience at Khan, oh, girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> uh, that looked amazing. Oh What was God. it like? I mean, how would 20-year-old Miles have responded to that? I, I cannot even, like, even till today, I look back at the pictures and I'm like, you were there? there yeah. Like, you know, I keep... Rihanna walked that carpet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, gosh, yeah. I was like, how... That's what I was like, how was I put there? How was I put yeah. on this table where, dude... Okay, this has to be said. So after the can, yeah. like um, when we walked the carpet, okay, there was like this dinner later on. Yeah. And it was a room of, I could pinpoint and say around like 50 to 60 people. Yeah. And I was at the table where you could see Viola Davis and you could wow. see the head of L'Oreal and you could see Abhishek Ash. And I'm just like, I'm here. Yeah. How am I here? You know, and then you sit back to realize it's just not an overnight thing you've you put in it. seven yeah. years you've put in eight years of work to be recognized by people and you know to be you're valuable you know I had to like sometimes we just don't remind yeah. ourselves that we're valuable enough to be here so it was incredible to be chosen and to just be there was exhilarating two days for me it was a 48 hour journey wow just in and out and it was something that 
I just felt so blessed to be there amongst like the greatest minds and people in the industry. And, it, and it's ah. a true testament to you, the fact that you're recognized for that out of like a billion people in this country, which is incredible. And I think that's what's amazing. I think it's so magical that you have such a vulnerable side that can be so insecure and at the same time be sitting yeah. at that table, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I think that's the dichotomy that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your brainchild. Yeah. Uh, Masik, really? Yes, Masik. Am I saying yeah. right? Masik. Okay, yeah. so tell me about Masik. What's the ethos behind it? How mm-hmm. did you come up with it? Yeah, this happened in the lockdown 2020, okay, when the entire world was sitting back and chilling. And I was like, uh, let's start a company. Nice. <laughs> we were like, let's call for samples. So literally in the middle of the pandemic, we were calling for samples of like makeup. Wow. And they were getting sent to us. And we were just like, how should we start this brand? What should we do? So it was incredible when like it was... Me, Veronica and Akhil, so three of us sat down and were like, I think we need to start this brand. Yeah. Um, we just spoke over like a few weekends. We fixed a 6 p.m. call every weekend and that became like a tradition. And before you knew it, like weeks had passed and we had formed the name. We had found like what this brand is supposed to do. So is it like Malvika basic? Like what is Yes, it's, it's it. Malvika plus basic. That's nice. why it's basic. And I'm a very basic, basic, basic girl. Yeah. And I feel like everyone should have their essentials and like, so you know, important. so important and they should be affordable. So that's why we made it budget friendly luxury. Nice. Because I'm a very bougie luxe girl, but I also... <laughs> understand the value, value yeah. of money and not having enough to purchase it been there done that and so that's why we're trying to create like luxury products at, at an affordable price nice. and that's how we're working and so far have been successful at it people are loving it um, but that is just where we're at now I really think like I'm at a point where people really want to see more from me they want to see like I've worked with so many brands in the past and I'm like now I think I should like have my own, own you know and I think it's so important to generally like own equity rather than you know, just renting your time out. I feel like that is different. You know, how much can you like work for somebody? How much can you, at some point it's going to come to a burnout stage where you're just like, look, the creative phase is over. Now what? Now what? It's going to end. At some point things come to an end, right? So I feel like having, owning equity, like having a business, it's going to protect you in the future. And I think with that thought, we're just like building out the brand. It's at a very, very new stage. We're just like a year, year and a half old. How exciting Um, though. And yeah, it's, I love it. And it's so true. And I think that that's something that so many creators are aspiring towards, you know, because this whole personality led brand. And the same for me for the longest time. I used to wonder, you know, 20 years ago when I worked at MTV or Channel View, I'm like, why does anyone start their own company? They might as well work somewhere fancy. And then I did it and I'm like, I get it now. Mm -hmm. I get it now. You're your own boss. You call the shots. You decide your narrative Mm -hmm. and how you want to be presented to the Mm -hmm. world. So what is your advice to young creators who want to build a brand one day? What what are the steps? Like, what what do you need to do for sure? So very authentically, you have to have capital. I'll be very honest with you. If you're starting a D2C product brand, like you need to have capital. The fact that I was saving up for so many years um, to maybe start something one day came to handy for me, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, wait, let me be my own little investor. Let me put in some money. Well done, you. I know, wow. like till date, it's just been bootstrapped so far, That's right? Amazing. So I've just been putting the money into my own company, investing in my own self. So um, definitely have capital. I feel like that's important or get an investor on board, get someone who can help you on your path of building a brand. You know, you cannot do it alone, which leads me to my second point, which is get a co-founder. Okay, get a get a partner, get someone who can be with you on this journey, yeah. who can balance you on your strengths and weaknesses, because my strong suit is not numbers. I cannot do numbers. 
for anything, okay? <laughs> I'm more creative direction. I'm more like, okay, I know what the product formula should look like. Mm. I know what design should look like. So get someone who can understand or is willing to learn numbers or willing to like, you know, do the operations bit of it. And I think once you've got a solid co-founder, which is something I have, and I can take sick days. I can be like, yeah. I don't want to work, Veronica. And then you, you have know? a team, you know, and that's that makes a big yes. difference because you can trust that person that I can't even, like, it's so important. You cannot do it alone. Yes, can we, please? Yeah. Can I just tell you, like, I have spoken to a lot of creators in events, and you know who you are. Um <laughs> That they just insist on doing this alone. Yeah. They just like, I can't trust anyone. You're I want to burn do out alone. Bro. Don't do it. You and can I just tell you, it's like a lot of creators are doing this alone. Like yeah. a lot. And it completely shocked me because I'm like, you're giving away precious moments of what you can truly, truly add value to um, into your business. Do that. Don't do the operation bits if you can't. Don't yeah. do picking up the vendor calls if you can't. Give that to somebody else, right? And do what you truly want this business to do. And a lot of people are just managing by themselves, picking up phone calls with one person. Invest in a good team. That's why capital comes in handy. Invest in a great team. Even if it's four or five people, your loyal team and your co-founder will make the business for you. So I feel like these two are really important and was foundational for me when I started Macy because I'm not a business junkie. I don't know anything about business. Um, so I think that helped me with the business side of Masic. And you realize, and same, I have the same experience because I'm more of a creative person, but I've learned so much because yeah. of my co-founders who are the business sense. Yes. So like now if I ask you, okay, what is your go-to market strategy? You've probably figured this out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So what yeah. is your go-to market strategy? You know what? <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know, it has been me. I was the marketing and sales like girl because I was, I'm a creator as well. Yeah. So, so I'm just, the face of yes, yeah. I'm the face of the brand. I keep pushing it and a lot of sales happen through me, yeah. which is super evident. It's a creator-led brand. Yeah. Um, but we've also started learning and diving more into like performance marketing and trying to understand how important that is for a D2C company mm -hmm. to be able to reach audiences that we cannot reach and we don't know yet because we're so young. And again, you need a lot of money for performance marketing. You need to reach places that it's just going to expand and hence the partnership with Mintra as well. We recently got onto Mintra exclusively. Congratulations. And thank you. That has been tough. Yeah. But it's been so fruitful because yeah. I feel like how else are you going to reach different people? You know, how are people going to know about you? Because there are so many brands coming up in the market right now that you cannot decide which brand is good for you. Mm. But how do you stand out? It's like partnering with amazing people who are going to balance out your weaknesses. So there's only so much I can do as a creator, but then how do we tap to tap onto the older crowd? How do we tap onto the other people in tier two, tier three cities? It's like partnering with Mintra is going to help us because they have a wider audience. Yeah. So I feel like that is now what we're tapping into and going a little bit full, like brute force at marketing. And marketing does help. Like for a lot of people, you know, I've been organic my entire life and I talk about it so organically as well. But I feel like these are some business strategies that you just have to imply. It's, it's all hygiene. You yeah, you absolutely. And you know, I'd, I'd love to know from you, from your experience of being, uh, you know, someone who's doing a creator-led brand, right? Yeah. What is it that you feel is the secret sauce. Do you know as a creator that, okay, yes. I'm cut out to be a creator. This is what, these are my check marks in my mind because now like there's 46 million creators. Everybody Ooh. out of school wants to become a content creator. Yes. So how do you know if you have what it takes? Yeah. 
So I would, the first word that comes to my mind is authenticity. Mm. I have been, like I said, an oversharer and so authentic. Like they'll catch me on it. Yeah. If I tell them, they're like, Maaz, wait, you don't drink this. Stop <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, fine, I don't, <laughs> you know. So they know me to my core. And when I yeah. tell them that this product works and is good, they take my word, word for, for it. it. And I feel like it's not happened overnight. Mm. I've built this over eight years. And you're honest about it. And you don't so, sell them something that no, doesn't work. Nope. I've always... Mm. And I'm so honest about this where even my team members are like, but why haven't you taken this deal? And I've let go of so Much money, many yeah. brand deals and money. Guys, I could have been living in a mansion, okay? <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I did. I'm yeah. still here. And I just let go of that money because I'm like, hey, listen, every time I get on board with a brand, I'm like, hey, listen, first my audience, then you guys. So... It does not matter how much money you throw at me. I will have to try the products for at least about two weeks and more. And then if I like the product, I will get on board with you. Otherwise, it's not happening. And so you see my constant collaborations with the same brands every time. And they sort of understand, oh, she likes the brand now. Yeah. So it has to be an honest collaboration. And once you do that with the brands, they're going to believe that what you create is going to be fantastic. Right. And I think that is also ultimate pressure, right? It's like to create the most perfect product, which doesn't happen all the time. I feel miserably at a lot of Macy products, which my co-founder and I will agree. But I think it's all about like admitting it and then correcting and be like, hey, just give me another chance. Give let me another me, chance. Let, let me, me do better. And, and also being honest about, okay, not like, okay, well, I spent this much money on this product, so let me just sell it to you anyway. Yes. That's so important. Yeah, yeah. it's like trying to yeah. correct your mistakes, being honest about it, and we have. We've stopped production for like two months, and it was so difficult at the initial stages yeah. of Masic. We came out, we yeah. launched, we stopped for two months because we figured that our candles were not perfect. So we stopped production. I sent my operations team on a one-way ticket to the vendor's office. Like, do not come back until, until you, you fix this out. formula. Wow. And she was there for days and weeks and we nailed the candle formula. Wow. And now like basic candles are so known everywhere. So it's all about it. It's like, yeah. it's okay to make mistakes but like you really need to be honest with your consumers this is what it is and this is what I'm selling you yeah and, and I'm going to fix it that? if there's something wrong with it yeah so I have to ask you this as you know one of the final things I'm going to get into is the, how do you deal with the the comparisons that people make because as creators yeah. especially in beauty yeah. everyone will compare everything that you do there'll be like a hundred other people who are you know like my makeup artist is standing and nodding it's like the hundred makeup artists will be compared to you yes. Nobody lets you live your own life, mm -hmm. right? So how do you deal with it? And what is your advice to young influencers? Absolutely. Again, I have, I feel like if you just go back to my earlier videos and now you you just see like a constant one personality that has always been there. Like, you yeah. know that this is Mars, is the core of who Mars is. Yeah. You know, so I think I've not changed that for anyone and they'd still compare you. They'd be like, why don't you do like um, more drugstore affordable makeup? Like, you know, because I grew up and I grew into like an ex... Um, aspirational um, yeah, influencer yeah. while I still do use affordable products I'm growing and I, I'm, I'm 30 now so I'm starting to love a lot of luxury I'm yeah. starting to tap into because I feel like that is my journey now as a 30 year old and moving on um, so I'm balancing it out but then they constantly compare like why I loved you when you were six years ago you know how you used to use the I'm like lady it's been six, six years, years yeah. do you expect me to stay the same or do you want me to grow, grow yeah. and what you're seeing is growth it's not like I'm changing myself for anyone it's growth you should be happy for me yeah. so um, literally do what's best for you and it becomes easier to shut out the noise once you are true to who you are it becomes really easy you're just like 
yeah, you're saying that, but I know it's not true. And so I know like, who I am. <laughs> yeah. So that's why. Oh my God, when you know who you are, Miles. Life changing. Life changing. You're just like, this doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. And like, so earlier it used to bother me a lot. I'm just like defensive. I used to go on 24 stories on Snapchat and defend myself. <laughs> Snapchat. And then I realized that it's not working for me. They're still saying stuff. So I just like cut it down and then it gives you like ultimate strength to be who you are then. And then nothing bothers you. I love that. This has been absolutely eye-opening and you're so adorable. And I'm going to hear this. Whenever (laughs) I doubt myself, I'll be like, Miles, you can do it. (laughs) Pavika said so. And she tells herself that. And just a last piece of advice and a message to to the audience of something so relevant you said about growing and evolving and changing for creators um, who might want to be new, who might have been singing and dancing in front of the ring light for months, but now want to talk about mental health. How do you be new? How do you be new? How do you stand out? Yeah. Oh my God. So and how do you allow yourself to change with, without having to like justify it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not having to justify is so hard, man. Yeah. You're just like so defensive because you're so protective of who you are as a person. But I realize like you, like it's the most famous saying, right? You cannot control what other people do, but you can control your reaction. Mm-hmm. And I started to embody that because I'm like, look, I can react a certain way and that's going to protect my mental space, my mental health, and I can take a step back. So um, if there's anything bothering you, any new creator that's coming in, try to stay away sometimes. Step aside. It's okay. Uh, people will keep saying you cannot pacify and please millions of people. You can't do it. Okay. And everybody views life through their lens and their life experience. So I had a certain life experience, so I will only view life through a certain way and I want others to view it the same way. That's what we think. Why is she not being this this way? But that's how you grew up, right? So I feel like it's time to change that perspective. It's time to really be empathetic and compassionate and kind. I feel like empathy is missing a lot on social media. There's no compassion. And creators and influencers do have a lot of heartbreaks and they do have a lot of difficult time growing up, um, which they don't share or share, you know. So I think like trying to protect that and trying to like be there with them on their journey is going to help you never, ever try to change who you are on social media. Look, you're going to get caught one day. You can't keep up a facade every single moment of your life, right? So just be who you are. And that usually, that is the best form and it sells. And when I say it sells, So you sell? Yeah, because it's like literally who you are. It's the crux and the core of who you are. And nobody gets to be you, man. I wish people understood that power. I'm like, dude, no one can be another Mars. Like, this is who Mars is and I get one Malami. Right? And imagine the power of that. Yeah. And I feel like people just constantly try to embody someone else and that's where they fail. That's where you fail because creators. you're yeah, because it's nobody else's skin. You're not gonna fit in anybody else's skin. You can't. Yeah. And yeah. that's when your your creation starts to fail, you get burnt out a lot, you're trying yeah. to put up this facade and you're like, I'm so tired, I'm gonna quit creation. Yeah. Yeah. And don't do that. I feel like just give it time. Now it's the most difficult time to enter content creation. I'll be honest, to stand out is tough, but I'm not saying it's impossible. It yeah. is the moment where you can shine and the moment you can shine is just literally knowing who you are and just doing something you're passionate about. If I'm beauty and if I do tech, it's not going to work. No one's going to watch me. (laughs) So if it's cooking, go do cooking. Like, you know, if it's stitching, do do stitching, do knitting. If you can educate someone through your content, Content, if you can entertain someone through your content, you you make it. I love it. it. Like, love watching Akriti's videos because she she does her own. Like she, I don't even know what it's called, but she crochets her own clothes. And that's it. It could that be works. anything that you love to do. Yes. I love that. So be unapologetically you. Yep. Go back to basics or amazing. 
There you go. Um, I love it. Thank you so much Thank for being here so today much. and making the time. Absolutely Same. love you. Same. I'm excited to go on this journey with you. Same. And you know, you have me in your corner always. Always. Thank you, guys.